Jesus. Amen. Um, I greet you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm glad to be here this morning. Amen. And I'm excited to just keep on seeing what the Lord keeps on doing in our lives. Amen. When the Lord continually reveals himself to you, and you know him as your God, you know him as your mighty father, you know him as the mighty God whom you serve, then you are encouraged to know that it doesn't matter what comes my way, I'm well equipped to handle anything that the enemy throws at me. Amen. And this coming week we are looking forward to Good Friday, isn't it? Yeah, let me start there. Uh, and some of us, yeah, who are growing. The Good Friday and Christmas were moments to look forward to, especially those of us from rural areas where we would eat bread or meat once in a while. Amen. Yeah, that is the truth. Amen. So you guys, these days, you, you are spoiled for choices. That's why children this day, I'm not sure if they look forward to Good Friday or Christmas. Because it doesn't make any difference, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But that's what we used to do as children. Now, I want to ask you, as a child of God, what are you looking forward to as you look toward Good Friday? What are you reminded of? It, can, it surely can't be meat anymore. Amen. Now you know something better. Amen. So what I want to share with you today, we are going to look at the cross of Jesus, which is the turning point in human history. The cross of Jesus, the turning point in human history. So after Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they sold the dominion to the enemy. And the devil took charge. And then, it also means humanity was now under the control of the evil one. Amen. That's why you have to be redeemed. You have to be delivered. Because otherwise, the enemy who has been given Dominion, when Adam disobeyed, took charge, took control. He is actually called the God of this world. You know that? Okay. Now, as you go to the book of 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, I want to show you something that the Lord revealed to me. Actually, there is this thing, I call it like, it's like download. You know when you spend time in the presence of the Lord and the Spirit just ministers things to you, ministers the revelation to you, you look at a certain scripture that you never saw it in that light, and now all of a sudden you start getting that revelation. So it was about two weeks ago, and as the Lord was taking me through this, I was just enjoying seeing some of these scriptures in the way that I never saw them before. Because go to that 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20, in the King James. Yeah, read in the old King James, KJV. For ye are bought with a price. 
Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Okay. You are bought with a price. Why? Why do we say you are bought? It means you were somewhere else and somebody had to pay to get you out. I want you to get this because as the Lord was revealing this to me, many scriptures, I will share with you a lot of scriptures, then you will start seeing. We were actually captured. We were held hostage. Hmm. <laughs> Some of you have seen movies where people are held hostage, isn't it? Yeah. When they hold you, when they hold you hostage, the way for you to be delivered is either somebody stronger comes and deliver you by force or they pay a ransom. Now, you will see through the scriptures as I share with you how the cross of Jesus, how Jesus had to die to pay the price and at the same time to disarm the enemy. Because if the enemy is holding you hostage and he is still having armaments, he can kill you anytime. Amen? It also means when you are now taken out of hostage, the enemy cannot dictate terms anymore. But when you are still held hostage, he can do with you whatever he wants. He can even kill you anytime. You know that, isn't it? When people are held hostage. Okay, now, go to the book of Ephesians. We'll do it in God's Word translation, GW. Go to Ephesians 4.8. I want to explain to you that word to be redeemed. Okay. You know we know to be redeemed, to be saved, to be justified, all those terminologies, isn't it? <clears throat> now the word to be redeemed is from a Greek word lytrosis, which means ransoming, deliverance, or to rescue. Lytrosis, L-Y-T-R-O-S-I-S, which means ransoming. So I told you, you either have to pay the ransom or you've got to deliver by force or you've got to rescue. Okay, now you will see that you were captured. Go to that God's word in, in Ephesians 4, 8. That's why the scriptures say, when he went to the highest place, he took captive those who had captured us and gave gifts to people. I want you to listen to that. You see, because when the Lord reveals something, it has to be backed up by scriptures, isn't it? Yeah. Now it says, when the Lord went to the highest places, what did he do? He took captive of who? Those who did what? Who captured us. You were held hostage. Amen. The enemy had control. That's why he could decide, do we kill this one today? That's why for me, the enemy doesn't decide when I die anymore. Mm. He can't just kill me. It's not like you're going out there and now all of a sudden, oh, no, the pastor was just going out and now he's killed. No, I'm no longer captured. Mm. No ways. Amen. It's only when you are hold hostage that the enemy can do with you whatever he wants. That's why there are even people, you would find somebody who is still captured, you find that they can't help themselves. 
Either they've got a certain form of addiction, and you even ask them, why are you doing this? They say, I also don't understand myself. I don't have control over my life. Because what? You are captured. Now, it says, when the Lord went on high, he then took captive of the one who had captured us. Amen. And set us free. Okay. Now, you will start now understanding when the Bible says, he has delivered you. Now you realize, oh, we were captured. Amen. Amen. Somebody had held us captive in hostage. But now we are free. And when you are set free, you have to start enjoying to be free. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. So why do you have to be set free? It means you were under bondage. Amen. Amen. So the cross of Jesus is the turning point in human history in that while we were captured, while we were in bondage, there was no hope. And Isaiah prophesies it and says, people who walk in darkness have seen a great light afar off. Amen. Amen. And to us, a son is born and a child is given. Amen. People who walked in darkness. Actually, in, in, in some versions, it puts, it puts it this way. It says, there was gloominess in the land of Naphtali and Zebulun. But as they walked in darkness, as there was gloomy, they start seeing hope because the light that the Son of God is given. So it means, in our gloomy situation, now when you are approaching this Good Friday time, I know some of us, you may be going through those difficulties, those that, that, that. But the enemy cannot dictate terms anymore. I'm free. Amen. If the son sets me free, he is free indeed. I'm going to share with you several scriptures and you will see how Jesus had to die. There was even a time he said, this is too heavy for me. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But he realized, if I don't drink this cup, these my people will be suffering all the time. So let me take their suffering on me so that they may be free. Amen. So it is unfair that after he has suffered so much for me, I continue to suffer. Amen. You get that? Amen. We'll give you these many scriptures. Go to the book of Colossians 1.13. Do it in the TPT, the Passion Translation. You will really see that we were under the tyranny of the enemy. Okay? So I said, when you are hold hostage, your hostage takers can do with you whatever they want. So somebody has to come and deliver you. So the Bible says, actually, when Jesus died, he went to the deep places and he set us free. Even those beloved brethren who were captured in those times, he released them, he set them free. The scripture says, there were times when Jesus rose, there were people who were working in Jerusalem, people, some of the people who had died sometimes back, now released. Amen. Now you will start seeing, okay, it means if the Son of God sets me free, then I am free indeed. So all these things that are still trying to claim me, they can't claim me anymore. A ransom has been paid. Amen. And the good thing is that I said you either pay a ransom, that's the word to be redeemed me, 
It's either you pay a ransom or you deliver by force. And both have been done. So there's no way that the enemy can still dictate terms. There's no way. By the way, did you know? Just to show you that the devil is not a good manager. Yeah, the devil is not a good manager. Sometimes you will get somebody who is 30 years old and you think they are 70. Haven't you seen that? Yeah, because the enemy mismanages. So such a person needs to be delivered. You know that those of us who are delivered now, we shine, isn't it? Am I not shining? Amen. Amen. You can see that I'm not captured. Amen. Amen. Because when you are held hostage, your hostage taker doesn't, you are not always guaranteed of the food. Mm, You are in trouble. Okay? That's why when the sun sets us free, we are free indeed. Now look at this. In the Passion, Colossians 1.13. He has rescued us completely. Okay. He has rescued us. You see that word? To rescue. Okay? He has rescued us completely. Where did he rescue us from? From the tyrannical rule of darkness. Okay. From the tyrannical rule of darkness. Mm. So, there was a certain tyranny, a rule of tyranny, Mm. where you can be declared sick any moment. Mm. Amen? Mm. You can be declared to have incurable disease any moment because the hostage taker decides what you get. Amen. Amen. So for me, as the Lord was revealing this to me, I started seeing some of these scriptures in a new light. And I said, thank you, Lord. The cross of Jesus, the turning point in human history. Amen. Amen. Because it says he has rescued us completely. Repeat it. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. Amen. So he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness. Now, I want to ask you this question. Do you know that sometimes when things are falling apart and things are attacking you, sometimes you feel like, this is my lot in life. No, it's not your lot in life. He has rescued you. The enemy is trying to still claim what he does not have anymore. He does not have control over your life anymore. He cannot do with you whatever he wants. Amen. Because the Father, Jesus Christ has redeemed me. He has rescued me from that tyrannical rule of darkness. So it means those many things that are still now keeping me, sometimes you feel like your head is spinning. That's tyrannical rule of darkness. You are redeemed from that. You need to start taking your authority and say, no ways. In the name of Jesus, the Son has set me free. I'm free indeed. I've now accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. What is the point that Jesus said to suffer all that he suffered and I've got to suffer again? He carried my sorrows. Amen. He rescued me. He delivered me. Now, go to the book of, continue with Colossians 2, 14 and 15. We'll do it in the NLT. Now, the good thing when with the cross of Jesus is that Jesus had to go through the cross. He had to die and rescued me and paid the price. So if there is any price that had to be paid, he paid for it. If there is any ransom that had to be paid, he paid for it with his precious blood. 
Amen. But he also took us forcefully from the hands of the enemy. And he also disarmed the enemy. Mm. Because if your hostage takers are not disarmed, they are going to keep on terrorizing you. Amen. So you will see from scriptures here, the one we're going to read for you, it will say he has been disarmed. So it means he had the armor before. And he could do with you whatever he wanted. But now when Jesus died, he paid the penalty for my sin, but he also disarmed the enemy. And actually, before Jesus died, did you know that you were found guilty? Hmm, you were found guilty. <laughs> and your, your sentence was eternal hell. That was your sentence. When they find you guilty, they sentence you, isn't it? Now, look at this. I like it in the NLT. Now you see how the Bible dramatizes some of these things. Uh, Colossians 2, 14 and 15 NLT. Listen to this. He canceled the record of the charges against us. Okay, let's start there. When there are charges against you in court, you're going to be in trouble. You've got to be defended. But then what did Jesus do? He canceled the record of charges against me. So I can no longer be found guilty. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So even if you've done something and your charges are canceled or withdrawn, you are free. Amen. Amen? Mm. So he canceled the record of charges against us. So that's why there is therefore now no condemnation to anyone who is in Christ, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the, spirit, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, so repeat. He canceled the record of charges. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Amen. So I like it. Now when I look forward to this Good Friday, I'm thinking of this cross where Jesus... He canceled the record of charges against me mm. and he took it and nailed it on the cross. Mm. Amen? Amen. So, there's no way that I will be found guilty anymore. The charges have been canceled. Mm. Tell your neighbor the charges have been canceled. Amen. 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 That's, that, that, that's where we, we get the term justified. Mm. When it says you are justified, if the judge says you are not guilty, it doesn't matter what are people's opinion. Okay? You are not guilty. So he cancelled the record of charges against us, took it away and nailed it to the cross. Mm -hmm. In this way, he disarmed the Okay. Spiritual. You hear that word? He did what? He disarmed. Can you see the hostage taking here? Mm -hmm. Now, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority. He disarmed them. So it means when the enemy now wants to do something on you, he can only deceive you. And then you agree that he's got power, then he can torment you. Because he's disarmed. Amen? Amen. He is disarmed. Tell your neighbor, the devil is disarmed. Yeah. So, so how do you get host, held hostage by somebody who doesn't have an armor. You are free, man. Amen. 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 He can only deceive you to feel like 
He can kill you any moment. To feel like they will declare that you've got an incurable disease. To feel like things are falling apart in my family. When they seem to be falling apart, take authority. Keep on standing on the word. And your, your mind will be saying, they are keeping on falling apart. Your heart keeps on saying, where there seems to be no way, God makes a way. Amen. I'm holding on to the word. I'm not going to be moved by sight. I walk by faith. So repeat that he disarmed. I like it when the devil is disarmed. Mm. It means when he is disarmed, now I can talk like this and not be afraid of him. Amen. Amen. Because imagine if he was still well armed. And now I talk like this, I make you wise. When I go out here, he'll say, I'll get you. Now he doesn't have anything to get me with. Because he has been disarmed. So that I can be free. The cross of Jesus, the turning point in human history. Mm -hmm. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. Mm. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Okay. So he made a public display when he disarmed them. So you are free. You are free. You see, sometimes you find that we do not recognize that we are free. There is this story that, you see, some people, if you were once captured or once held hostage, and you do not know that you are free, you will keep on walking like somebody who is captured, who is not free. There is a story, they say there was, uh, I think it's a goat. Okay? It was tied, they would tie, they tie one of its... Uh, legs against a, a tree and then it would graze over a, a certain piece of land. So it would go like this and when it reaches here because it's tied it cannot go any further then it would graze here and stop. Comes this way stops here. Comes this way stops here. So it was limited, its movements were limited by how it was bound. Okay, now look at this. They say one time somebody went and cut that rope that was binding this goat. You, remember, you know what happened to the goat? That's what's happening with some Christians. You're still behaving like you are bound. Amen? You are free. Do this to your neighbor. You are free. Amen. Because that goat, that goat, it's only now captured in the mind, but it's physically free, isn't it? But its mind says, you can't go beyond here, you are bound. You can't go beyond here, you are bound. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Now, I want to show you how Jesus indeed had to die on the cross to pay for all this. To make sure that I'm free and I can live in this earth in victory. Because if it wasn't terrible or tyrannical to live under the dominion of the enemy, Jesus would not have rescued us. So he rescued us because he loved us and he knew that it's painful to be under that dominion. Go to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. 
We can do it in NLT and King James. Hebrews 12. 1 to 3, NLT and King James. Just want to show you that when he has rescued us now, now we must no longer live as slaves to sin anymore. Isn't it? Because what's the point of being delivered and of being rescued and you still want to live like a captured one? And sins continue to have dominion over you. Sickness continues to have dominion over you. Premature death continues to have dominion over you. Anything that the enemy can throw at you as if you are still captured. Amen? If the sun sets me free, I'm free indeed. Amen. Read it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Okay, so chapter 11 of Hebrews was sharing with us a crowd of witnesses. People who through faith received promises. So it means even you, when now you are going to exercise your faith, you know that you are not the first one to exercise faith. You know some people, when they seem to have been no hope, they stood on the word and God proved himself faithful. Amen? Continue reading it. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, Mm. especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Mm. Let us run with endurance, The race God has set before us. Okay, let me explain that first part. It says, there is a race. You know the the song, we like saying there is a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. You know where we win those victories is here on earth. Mm, It's not after you die. So those things that are challenging you, they are waiting for you to conquer them. There are victories that I must won. I must win. There are victories to be won. Amen? There is a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Now, he says, lay aside, take off everything that will so easily entangle you in your running. He says, especially the sin that easily trips you. How many of you know that running um, an athletic event that they use hurdles? You know that they will put hurdles. Isn't it? You know that? Okay. When they put hurdles, if you are a good runner, what do you do? You kick all the hurdles. Uh-uh. You can't win. And do you know that the hurdles are put there intentionally to trip you? Hmm? Yeah. So, and you are not allowed to say, but this is unfair. They must remove the hurdles. Isn't it? So, as you run as a good runner, when you are coming and you see a hurdle, what do you do? So, so he says sins are like, they can easily trip you. So those are like hurdles in your walk of faith. When you come there, don't let that sin trip you. Jump. It's put there to trip you. It's put there to make you not win your race. So he says, take off anything that will entangle you, especially the sin that easily trips you. So you are running. Repeat that, repeat that, so that those who do not have the NLT will get this. Let us strip off every weight. It's also the issue of the weight. Mm -hmm. You know that, have you seen some people running and you run with a lot of weight? You can't. Because the weight will slow you down. Mm -hmm. The hurdles will trip you. 
Be careful of the headers. Tell your neighbor, be careful of the headers. Mm. Even when you go out of here, the headers. I remember when the Bible says to Cain, God said about Cain, he said, sin is waiting for you, but you must master it. Amen. Amen. It's waiting for you, but you must master it. Amen. Amen. Those headers that are put there, jump over them. Amen. You are running the race. Run like an, a seasoned athlete. So repeat, let us strip off every weight. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, mm-hmm. especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Mm. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Amen. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Okay, he says, the way to run this race, we fix our eyes on Jesus, the champion and the perfect of our faith. In other words, we look unto Jesus. But do you know that some of the athletes, the undisciplined athletes, you know what they do? You are going to run a hundred meters sprint. Now, instead of him looking there where he's going, he's checking what's happening with the neighbors. Can such a guy win? No, you are not focusing. Some of you, you are not focusing on your race with the Lord. You are keeping on checking so and so. Oh, no, sister so and so. Now it's brother so and so. You're running. When you are still busy with sister so and so and brother so and so, others are winning. Because in the 100 meter sprint, when they say on your marks, get set, sometimes you find them almost going before it goes off. So it means these people are focused. Okay, but if you are busy bodies, always chatting about so and so, oh, this sister, hey, you know what's happening in church now, hey, this is boring, hey, there is this, hey, this. You can't win. You can't win. You have lost the focus. Okay? So if we have a race, it says fix your eyes unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know I'm running for a price. Amen? Amen. Now, let's see how Jesus did it. I will show you now how Jesus endured the cross. So that even when there is a moment where you are carrying your cross, you enjoy it and you win. But you can't keep that cross forever. Mm -mm. Even Jesus didn't carry his forever. Mm. Just want to alert some of you if you feel, oh, this is my cross in life. I'll carry this cross until I die. Mm -mm. The cross is not meant for that. The cross is, you go through the cross and then there is a joy after the cross. Listen to this. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Okay, so he says, the way that Jesus did not quit, even when he was facing the cross, even when he was going to die on the cross, there was a joy before him. And then instead of him concentrating on the pain of the cross, he was looking at the joy that was set before him. Let me give a simple example. I hear, I hear, and I've heard, 
that labor pains are painful. I've heard. Amen. But do you know why somebody will go through that pain? You despise the shame. You despise the pain. Why? Because there is a joy set before you. Amen. You know, after this pain, I will be holding a baby. And do you know that after the first baby, some still go again for another pain and another joy. Amen. So it's not just about pain. There is a joy after the pain. Amen. So if you know there is a joy after the pain, then you will run with endurance. You know it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. I can see my joy there in front. I can see my joy there in front. So even for Jesus, the thing that kept him through those pains in Gethsemane was the joy that was set before him. He felt, I'm feeling the pain. I'm going to go through this pain. But after the pain, I can see my people set free. I can see Babungwangwane living in divine health. I can see Mukeguru being saved. Amen. So he said, then I can go through the pain. It's worth the pain because there is a joy after the pain. Are you getting that? He said, who for the joy that was said before him endured the cross despising the shame because there was a joy set before him. What was the joy? The joy was to see you free. The joy was so that all humanity may be saved. That's why I'm saying the cross of Jesus is the turning point in human history. So because if Jesus did not die on the cross, we would still be captured and hold, held hostage today. If Jesus did not die on the cross, we would not be sitting like this. Some of you would have been dead by now. Amen. Because those who hold you kept hostage, they decide when to kill each one of you. You live at their mercy. Amen. But I've been rescued. I've been delivered. So as I look toward Good Friday, when we celebrate, we say that's the time that Jesus died. Some of you say, no, but he didn't die really on that day and that. I also don't think he died on that day, but I know he died. Amen. Amen. And he rose again. And that's what I'm celebrating. Amen. So that's what I'm celebrating. I'm not going to be spending a lot of time doing the calculations. I'm so busy enjoying the, the, the freedom. Amen. Because if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Now, it says there was a joy that was set before him. In, do it in the King James. And then we'll go and look at how Jesus went through the cross. Wherefore, seeing we are, we are also, therefore, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the, sh despising the shame. Okay, now, do you see this? What motivated Jesus to die? It says, even though there was this cross that was going to be painful. Okay? Even though he was going to be 
put to shame. People spitting at him. People shaking heads and saying he thought he could rescue others. Why can't he come down from the cross and save himself? Jesus endured that because there was a joy set before him. And his joy was to see you and I free. Amen? Amen. So let's go to the book of Matthew. Look at this. Matthew 26. We'll do them in King James now. I will do yeah, Matthew, let's do the 26. Matthew 26 from 36 to 44. So I want you now to understand why Jesus now, even though it was going to be very, very painful for him to die on the cross, he still had to do it because of the joy that was set before him. Just to see you and I free. So now if he has done that, why should I still be held hostage? Mm-mm. Can't be right. I've been set free. So he had to suffer the pain on my behalf. He took my sorrows. Amen. He took even the mocking and the, 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 all those things that the enemy was hailing on him. You know that the Bible says to show that Jesus did not die for himself or he didn't do anything to deserve death. Even Pilate says I wash my hands. I find nothing in this man that makes him deserve to die. This man hasn't done anything that makes him deserve to die. Judas Iscariot says, I'm even returning the money because I've betrayed an innocent blood. You see, they were all confirming that Jesus did not do anything to deserve to die. The wife of Pilate says, have nothing to do with that man. That is a righteous man of God. Don't to this, I had terrible dreams about him, warning the husband. You remember the story? They were all saying, he doesn't deserve to die. But what made him have to die was because of your and my sin. It was because of your and my sicknesses. It was because of your and my predicament. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He took it for us. Amen. Amen. So now look at this. Matthew 26 from 36 to 44. You will see that when Jesus felt, I've got to go through this. He thought, this is my thinking. I think he was thinking of pain in three ways. But I think the most painful one I'll tell you. I think he was thinking of a physical pain. Imagine, because Jesus when he was on earth, he was a human being like you and I. That's why he could get hungry. You remember it says after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And you remember on the, with the, the, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well, he was thirsty. You remember with the fig tree, he saw the figs, he was hungry. He was human like you and I. Now, imagine, you know that you are going, they are going to put a nail. By the way, the nails that they used to crucify them with, it's not the nails that you guys do when you are doing sealing. Those thin ones. It was big. Most of them were like this size. Now imagine that you know that this will have to go through my fingers. Through my hands. It will have to go through here. That is the first pain that he knew he was going to suffer. Secondly, the shame and the insults 
that emotional pain. Okay? Do you know that sometimes we can feel the physical pain? But sometimes, do you know that sometimes the emotional pain is even more painful? Where people do things to you and you feel in your emotions you are broken down. That's the emotional pain. But he was also going to suffer that for me. The third one which I think was the most painful thing for him was to be separated from God. Hmm. He knew that once I carry the sins of the world, the Lord, my father, can no longer associate with me. Now, I'm going to be separated from God. I've been with God from the beginning. In the beginning, God, the word was God, and God was with the word, and all that, and all that. All the time, we've been together as one. Now, he was going to be separated because he was carrying my and your sin. Now, imagine with that in mind, how would Jesus face the cross? Now you will understand when he says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Read. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, mm. and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here, while I go and pray yonder. Mm. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, mm. and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. I want you to listen to those words. Jesus began to be sorrowful, sorrowful and very heavy. Mm, this was real. Okay? As we look forward to Good Friday and we look at moments to celebrate and all that, there was this pain that Jesus had to go through for you and I. Now that's why when I celebrate, I will never forget. So for anybody, the least you can do to honor what Jesus has done for you on the cross is to accept him as your Lord and Savior. That's the least you can do. Okay? Never take what Jesus has done on the cross for granted. So he began to be sorrowful and heavy. Mm -hmm. Then saith he unto them, mm. My soul is ex exceeding sorrowful. Okay, I think do it like this. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Because when your soul is sorrowful, you don't say, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Isn't it? Mm. I, think, I think, this is what I think. I think even in his voice. You can hear when somebody's down, isn't it? When somebody's speaking with you and they are down, you can hear it. Tell, talk to us as if your, your, your soul is down. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Okay, now just when we are there, can you see that this thing was going to be very painful for Jesus? I mean, he knew why he was born. He came here on earth to die for us on the cross. So it was not as if there was any other way. But when he looked at the pain that he was going to go through, he says, oh, my father, if it is possible, may this cup pass for me. Okay, continue. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Okay. Now I want to ask you the question. Do you think that the will of God in this case was vague or it was clear and straightforward? Clear and straightforward. So it's not even this thing of if it's your will. He knew what the will of the Father was. You must die on the cross. Hmm. That was it. But in his human nature, he was feeling having to go through this. I think for him, the greatest pain is the one of being separated from God. That's why even on the cross, the cry that he made, the one that he showed that he was feeling pain, he talked about the separation from God. Continue. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. Mm. And you see, when you, when you don't have a problem, you pray and fall asleep when you are praying. Mm. Okay. I think this is for all of us now. This is the gauge. If you pray and you fall asleep when you are still praying, then you know it's not so serious. <laughs> if it's very serious for you, you can't afford to sleep when you are praying. Continue. And finding them asleep, saith unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me an hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Yeah, so he's saying, it seems there's no way out here. But I think the joy that was said before him was encouraging him. Seeing that if I don't die for them, they will not be set free. They will remain being taken hostage. They will, that, you remember the charges that were leveled against each of us? They would not have been taken off. We would have been condemned to eternal hell. Okay? You know when they sentence you, they would say life imprisonment or death sentence. So the sentence was eternal hell. Eternal hell. Move eternal hell. Mark up eternal hell. Amen. Now, that's why I get excited when those charges have been taken off and nailed on the cross. When what the hostage takers could do with my life any moment he wants to, now he cannot do it anymore. Amen. And I can talk in boldness and in victory. So he says, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them sleeping again, for their eyes were heavy. He left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Okay. Now if you read read chapter 27, 39 to 46, NIV. Matthew 27, 39 to 46, NIV. You see, as we are now sharing how Jesus died, I think you will start now understanding with the background that I gave you. You start seeing why he had to go through that. Okay? So that we must be free today. Now, after he has done that, that's why as for me, I refuse to suffer incurable sicknesses. Mm. Because he took it for me. 
Amen. I can't carry it again. It's not that the enemy won't try and throw things your way. You have to stand your ground and say, I have been redeemed. I have been set free. If the Son has set me free, I am free indeed. Now listen to this. They even mocked him. They insulted him. For me and for you. Amen. Matthew 27, 39 to 46 NIV. Those who passed by held insults at him, shaking their heads okay. and saying. So when they were passing by and hurling insults on him, he was insulted for my sake, isn't it? Hmm, because he didn't do anything to deserve that. So all that he was going through was for you and I. Continue. Shaking their heads and they were saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. Okay. You see, this is what people do. If people mock you these days, it's not starting now. They mocked Jesus the same way. You will hear people say, you think you are better. You think you are a Christian. Now it's saving you well. That's why you are also. So they are not different from what those people were doing to Christ. Hailing insults on him. But he ensured the cross because he knew the joy that set before him. Also for you, if they do that to you, just look forward to the joy that set ahead of you. Look at the bigger picture ahead of you. There is this thing. Okay, I also typed it in the book that I'll share with you later. Did you know that with gold, gold is refined through fire? So some of the fires are not meant to burn you, but to refine you. Amen. Amen. So in other words, you look for the joy that is set, the joy beyond the cross. So, listen to this, what's happening here. And you feel like people are saying, if you are, you said you are going to, do, to destroy the temple and then come down from the cross if you are the son of God. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Jesus and the Father had the power to let Jesus come down from the cross? They did. Mm. So if, if it was indeed that it was to be proven that he can come down, he could. Amen. That's why he says, I lay down my life. I'm deciding to die. I'm not forced to die. Okay, let me prove it to you. You remember when they went and were arresting Jesus and Peter took a sword and cut the ear of one of those people that were capturing them? Jesus said, put back your sword. Do you think if I didn't want to die, I could not call on my father and he would send legions of angels to defend us? I'm choosing to lay down my life because I know what is ahead. Amen. So these people were saying, come down from the cross if you are the son of God. So sometimes people will mock you and they will make you do things to try and prove something. Sometimes you don't have to prove anything. Mm. Sometimes even when you are not guilty, sometimes you don't even need to answer. They will get the truth anyway. Mm. Because sometimes, you know, there is this thing where sometimes when people are accusing you and saying this and despisefully uh, 
spitting on you, doing this, doing all the bad things for you. You feel like as a human being, I must defend myself. Sometimes you don't need to. Amen. Sometimes you need to be a gentleman like Jesus. To an extent that the other time when they were saying, Jesus, answer. Even Pilate said, do you know that I have power to, 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 to let you be crucified or to set you free? So if you don't answer, so as if, talk for yourself. And he wasn't interested in that. Amen? So even here when they say, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Sometimes you don't have to prove. Amen? The truth will come out anyway. Continue. That's why as for me, I don't spend time with people gossiping about me. Mm, you can gossip. You can say what you say. Amen? Mm, I can't change your views. Amen. But the Lord himself. Because we will face the Lord, isn't it? And he is a just judge. Amen. Mm. Because sometimes we err by trying to prove. Amen. If you are the son of God, come down. He was the son of God, but he didn't come down. Continue. In the same way, the chief priest, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. Hmm. He saved others, they uh -huh. said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and will believe in him. Yeah, you see now, it was not as if he didn't come down from the cross because he was not the son of God. Mm. He laid down his life because of the joy that was set before him. Mm -hmm. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. Mm. For he said, I am the son of God. And in the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Mm. And from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. And about three in the afternoon... Now I want you to listen to this. That the one of the greatest things that Jesus was feeling heavy about, this about three in the afternoon, uh -huh, Jesus cried out. He cried out in a loud voice. Eli! Eli! Lama sabachthan! Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You get that? Amen. In Mark, he says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why did God forsake him? Because he was carrying my sin and your sin. Amen. He carried it. He even took my sorrows. This is the part, by the way. Do you know that as Christians, we easily believe that he carried our sins? But we don't believe he carried our sorrows. We don't believe he carried our sicknesses. Hmm? <laughs> Let me take you to Isaiah. Then you see that actually when he carried that, he was carrying it all. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. We'll do it NIV. Do it from verse 1 to verse 6. Isaiah 53, NIV, 1 to 6. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Hmm. He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of the dry ground. Hmm. 
He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Okay, I want you to start looking at this. So Isaiah was seeing how Jesus would be looking like on the cross. Mm. This was a prophecy about the death of Jesus. He says, he had no beauty or majesty that would attract us to him. So he was mad. Okay? As they were beating him and doing all those things just for you and I. Mm, continue. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Mm. He was despised and rejected by mankind. Mm. A man of suffering mm. and familiar with pain. Okay. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. pain. For who? For me. He suffered for me. He took my pain. He took my sorrows. Amen? So that I must be free. He didn't take my pain so that I must continue to feel the pain. He didn't take my sorrows so that I must continue to feel the sorrows. He didn't take away my sin so that I must continue to live in sin. He did that to set me free. Okay, continue. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. Despised. Okay. So he was despised. So those things that were happening to him, Isaiah saw that long beforehand. Mm -hmm. And we held him in low esteem. Mm. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Okay. Do you get that? Mm. He took up our pain. pain and bore our suffering. Suffering. He took up our, so go to the King James and we do verse 5 in the King James. So he took our pain and bore our sufferings. So on the cross, I know many people easily believe that most Christians know that when Jesus died on the cross, he took my sin. We believe that. And we know I cannot carry my sin anymore. I will no longer be condemned of my sin. But not many people believe that. Because when he was there, when he was paying the penalty for my sin, he also took my pains and my suffering. He took my sickness. So that by his stripes I should be healed. So if it is true that he died for my sins, it is also true that he carried my pain and my sickness. I want you to get that. Because it takes the same faith. Many people believe he died for our sins, but we can carry our diseases. Mm -mm. You're taking it half. He paid full and now you are getting half, half of what he, he paid for. What I know is usually the other way around. Do you know that when you go to shops, unless people are robbing you, you rather get something for half price. But you don't get something for double the price and agree. Okay? So if he paid for my sin and my sickness, why must I be settled just being only paid for the sins? And then I say sickness, I will cover, the, I will carry them myself. Amen. It's equally serious. So read it in the King James, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Mm. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, mm. and with his stripes we are healed. Did you get that? 
he was wounded for our transgressions. So my sins, he was wounded for them. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes, those when they were hitting and pulling his, his flesh, those stripes that he received was for me so that I must be healed. Amen. So I've been set free. And actually Jesus, when he was on the cross, go to John. We're going to wind down now and we need to start preparing to land. John 19, 28 to 30, we'll do it in the NIV. Because as Jesus was looking forward to the cross, there was a joy that was set before him, but there was also a pain that he was going to endure. After going through everything, he said, it is finished. Amen. Tetelestan. It is finished. Paid in full. Nothing outstanding. So it means, so read it, and then I will challenge you. John 19, 28 to 30. And later, knowing that everything had now been finished. Oh, okay. Knowing that everything had now been finished. Finished. So, he had to make sure that everything is finished so that the enemy cannot make any claim now. Mm. The enemy cannot make any claim now. Your hostage takers cannot make any claim now. It is finished. And okay. so that scriptures will be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. Hmm. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. I like, I like that. I like that. Hmm. Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is good. Amen. It is finished. Tell your neighbor it is finished. Amen. Tetelestai. Amen. That's the Greek. Okay. It is finished. So if he said it's finished, why am I still paying some things now? I can't. I cannot. It's all completed on the cross. It is finished. So I want all of us as children of God to be encouraged. As you look forward now, we say it's Good Friday. It's the time that we remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Start feeling that the Lord has set me free. And he, it's paid in full. Amen. So whether we are talking about it as a ransom, where payment was to be made for me to be released, or we talk about it where he had to forcefully rescue us, but it's all done. 
And I'm supposed to be free now. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. You are free. You see, I told you those pains that he was going to suffer on the cross. There may be many more. The physical pain. So that's why even when you have sickness, physical pain, he carried that for you. Emotional pain as they were insulting him and all the things. Sometimes you feel my spirit is heavy. You heard the word when Jesus said, my spirit, is, my soul is heavy and sorrowful. Sometimes you feel like that, isn't it? He's carried that also. So it means when I feel down, I must work through that just like I work through when I'm attacked with sickness. See, so he carried that also. And above all, he said, it is finished. Because the penalty for my sin was paid. Every accusation against me was taken away. He cancelled the charges. Amen. Now let's conclude with 1 Corinthians 1.18 in the NLT. So that you understand 1 Corinthians 1.18. I want you to understand this message of the cross because for me, like I said to you the two weeks ago when the Lord was sharing this with me, I started really understanding that anything that wants to torment us is deceiving us. Because the Son has set me free. My hostage takers no longer have authority over me. It says, when he ascended on high, he took captive of those who had captured us. Mm. So I told you that when somebody has taken you hostage, they can do with you whatever they want. They feel like killing, they just kill this one. That's why like, I keep on telling you, I, I will not go in the devil's terms. The devil cannot kill me. Amen. Mm. It's, it's only if you think you are still held hostage that your hostage takers can just say, today, this one. Tomorrow, that one. By the way, some people think God does like that. God is not a hostage taker. He doesn't enjoy killing people. Amen. He's not a hostage taker. That's why Jesus had to come to redeem us and rescue us from the power of darkness. So that when you go, you know what is a good way to go? You read in the Old Testament, you will read about uh, Jacob, about Job, about them. The way they die. It says, when you've reached that full old age, either you call your descendants and all that, and you say, hey, guys, now it's time for me to go. The time of my departure is at hand. Amen? So, and you, with, with Jacob, then he just folded his legs like this. He gave up his ghost and left. Amen? Yeah, you don't have to be sick to die. Mm. You don't have to get involved in accident to die. When you have lived long and you feel it's time to quit and you've run the race and you've finished your course, now you say it's time to depart. Remember Second Timothy 4 from verse 6 going down. He says, the time of my departure is at hand. I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. I have completed my course. 
how I'm ready to go. Amen. I want to encourage all of us. That is the way to go. Amen. Because we cannot go like people who are still in bondage. I've given you a lot of scriptures so that the way that the Lord has downloaded this in my spirit, I believe you're getting that. I believe the Holy Spirit is making that more real to you. But now you say, even there, I shouldn't be suffering like that. Shouldn't be suffering like that. Go to take authority. Because your enemy will still keep on deceiving you and telling you, you deserve this portion in life. Sometimes he will even tell you, this is because of what you did five years ago. That cannot be God talking to you like that. That's your enemy. Amen? So it says, the message, read it. 1 Corinthians 1.18 NLT, we conclude. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. Hmm. But we who are being saved know it Know it. We who are being saved know it is the power, the very power of God. So in other words, for us who are being saved, we know that it is the very power of God. The preaching of the cross. Amen. To people who are perishing, that's foolishness. People will tell you, you've got time to waste. Every Sunday you're going to church. You need to be enjoying life. That's foolishness to the people who are perishing. People who are headed to destruction, they don't understand why you live the way you live. But they are right being mismanaged. I don't understand how they live the way they live. Isn't it? Did you know that sometimes people will mock you about your Christian walk as if they were Christians? You were a sinner before. So you know how to compare the two. You are better placed to tell them it's better here. We are managed better here. That side you are mismanaged. But now you will find somebody who is that side who never tasted this side and they are telling you you are a fool. It's because the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those that are headed for destruction. But it is the power of God to us who believe. And it's this simple. That's why I want the word of God to be simple. It's this simple and it's this simplicity that sets us free. So I would want us just to stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard. And just the many things as I was sharing with you, probably there were many things where you were feeling, the Lord is opening my eyes. Now I'm understanding more. I am free. I am free. I'm no longer going to be limited to those walks. When I come here, I feel like I'm tired. I stop. Go there. Feel like I'm tired. I'm, I stop. Because most of your past make you behave like that. You can no longer fly the way that God has intended you to fly. Amen. You feel that because of what happened to you in the past, every time you want to fly, you feel like you are tied. Isn't it? So I'm saying to you, the cross has changed that because it's the turning point in human history. Let's stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory, mighty God. We exalt you. We lift your name on high. We say, Father, you are worthy. Father, you are faithful.
We honor you, my God. We say there is no one like you. You are our heavenly Father. You are our mighty God. Thank you for setting us free. And indeed, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that we are set free and we are free indeed. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We honor you, Lord, that you are so good. You are our Father. You are our mighty God. In thee we live, in thee we move, and in thee we have our being. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we honor you. In Jesus' name. Mm, yes. Yes. In Jesus' name.